And today I'm going to talk to you about seven things the devil cannot do. Next week, we, Lord willing, we'll be preaching about the blood of Jesus. It's a powerful weapon. But I want you just to pause with me for a word of prayer. And my brother, you can just, you can play and, and whatever the Lord leads you to do over there on the keyboard. But let's just pause for a word of prayer. Father, today as we stand before your people, Lord, we are asking that as we speak today, that you would allow us to speak as an oracle for you, to teach, to preach the word of God. As it is, in fact, the living word that can quicken our minds and quicken our hearts, Lord, today. Father, I'm asking you today to use me to preach the word of God with boldness and with strength and with courage today. I'm asking you, Lord, for fresh anointing right now. I I want you, church, just stretch forth your hands this way. Just just ask the Lord right now to anoint me. Just ask him right now. Just pray for me. Just ask the, the Lord to anoint me today as I preach the word of God. Thank you. Now, I, I just want to pray for you. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I stretch forth my hands toward this congregation. And Father, I declare for everyone under the sound of my voice today a spirit of wisdom and a spirit of revelation. I pray that, Lord, that it will come in the life of every man and every woman and every young person in this building, the spirit of wisdom. Now, just declare that you receive right now, I receive the spirit of wisdom and revelation to be released to me so that I may hear and that I may understand. Now just begin to declare over your own life, I will understand God's Word today. I will walk in God's Word today. Thank you, Lord. I will do it for the glory of God. In the name of Jesus, it shall be done. And we say amen and amen. Hallelujah. You can pick up your Bibles if you have your Bibles ready. And if they're going to put a scripture up, maybe they could start around 1 Peter chapter 5. Because as we started last week sharing these prerequisites, they really are prerequisites for walking in victory. Is there anybody here that wants to walk in victory today? I I mean, the alternative is not that good. It's defeat. I don't want to be defeated, do you? Come on, I want to walk in the victory that Jesus won for me 2,000 years ago. Hallelujah. And I want to say to you as believers, the closer we come to the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, the closer we come to the end of this age, I I want to tell you that you're not just going to cruise along. I want to tell you that you're not going to cruise along unscathed and, you know, untouched by the enemy if you do not learn to operate in the weapons of our warfare. So the title of the series is simply Weapons of Our Warfare. My next message will be about the blood of Jesus. 
And I want to be, I'll be sharing with you some things in that message on how to operate in the power that is afforded through the blood of Jesus. Last week when I shared the prerequisites from 1 Peter, I know that I spent a lot of time in the beginning of that message making you aware of who our enemy is and the fact that he has freedom still to move up and down in this earth and he is going about seeking whom he may devour. And the first prerequisite that we gave to you is that you must humble yourself under the Lordship of Jesus Christ. The fact is that Jesus must be Lord. I talk to you secondly about the fact that you need to be planted in a local church. You need the covering of a local church and leadership. How many of you believe that? Come on, you, you cannot today afford to be going about like a lone ranger. You need to be planted. And you need to have a covering over your life. Even as a pastor, I have a covering. I have a spiritual father who, who is a spiritual covering for me. And other men of God that I submit my life to, that can speak into my life. And so it is good to have, to know that you're covered. Then I said that, and, and let me pause to speak to young people for just a moment. If you are a young person and you live in the home of your parents, I don't, it doesn't matter your age. If you live in your parents' home, you are still under the authority of your parents. And I want to tell you something. I, I stand here today and I am afraid for many young people. And the thing that I am afraid of is that I see young people who do not respect the authority of their parents. And I want to tell you, young people, that you are on dangerous ground. The moment that you find yourself not wanting to hear your guardian or your parent, whoever is over you, the moment you step out and don't think that you have to obey your parents, Listen, it's the first command with a promise. And that command is to honor your father and mother. Sometimes we are dishonoring. I, I, I'm telling you what, I'm 50. Mm, 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 and I'm telling you what, I still have a mother that's alive. And I tell you, I still honor my mother today. Amen. I, I, I want to live with the promise. I want to live long. And the Bible says that you are to obey your parents. And those that don't obey, the Bible says it will not be well with you. Now, you can listen to this pastor today. But if you do not hear and obey what God's word has to say, I'm telling you today that you are not under that covering and you are an open target for the devil. 
And I see, I see people today, they're opening themselves up. They, they just said, well, I, I, I'm sorry, I don't have to listen to my mother and my father anymore. I am now how many years old they want to say. But tell you, Get out on your own and start your own family. You're still under the covering. And if you want that God had your protection to be about you, you better submit to that authority of your parents. And it's the same principle for your parents. Your parents have covering. Amen. And the, and the, the, the moment they step out, it's like this, you know. Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church. The Bible says the husband is the, that God is the head of Christ. Christ is the head of man and man is the head of woman. That has nothing to do with superiority or inferiority. It just has to do with a God's divine order. The man was first in the order of things. See, we've got to pay attention to God's divine order because when we don't pay attention, we are asking for trouble. L- listen to me. Still talking to the young people. Young people, when you don't listen to your parents, the devil knows that he could come and he can attack you and he can take you out. I could tell you story after story of young people who decided they knew better than their parents. I could tell you of 17-year-olds that are not here no more because they thought they knew better than their parents. They became a target for the enemy, and sure enough, he took them out. I tell you, that that really... I, I stand before you. I have to speak like this because I don't want to one day stand before God and he says, why didn't you warn those young people that their parents were their covering? I'm just saying, it doesn't matter your age. You You still have a covering. Third thing I told you last week as a prerequisite for warfare is you have to make a decision what you're going to do about worry. And what you have to do about worry is not to worry. To make a decision that you are going to cast all of your cares on him because he cares for you. I just want you to know today, I love you and God cares for you. I said, God cares for you. Someone just put your hand on your chest and say, God cares about me. Amen. Just say, God loves me. Philippians 4, 6 and 7 says, don't worry about anything, but pray about everything. And then give God thanks for all he's already done. And the Bible says, if you do that, the peace of God that passeth all understanding will keep your hearts and your minds as you rest in Christ Jesus. God wants to give you rest. And then we pick up there in 1 Peter 5, 8. After we have humbled ourselves, made Jesus the Lord of our life, submitted to the leadership of the local church, made the decision to cast all of our cares upon Him because He cares for us. And then we are told, To be sober, to be vigilant for your adversary, the devil goes about as a roaring lion seeking 
whom he may devour. And then it says to us in verse 9 that we ought to resist him steadfastly in the faith, knowing that the same afflictions that are accomplished in our brethren, listen, that are in this world, those same things. In other words, there is no temptation, there is no trouble that you're presently going through that someone else somewhere in this world has already gone through the same thing. Come on, you. I know sometimes you, you have wanted to God, God, am I the only one that is going through anything like this? Sometimes you think it's only you. But listen, honey, it's not only you. I'll tell you, someone else, somewhere else, I probably pretty close around you, are going through the same thing that you have been going through. It's common all over the world. Nonetheless, when you're going through... You, you almost think it's only you. But the fact is that your brothers and sisters are experiencing the same trials. And then the Bible says, resist him steadfastly in the faith. That is, you've got to resist the devourer, that one who's trying to destroy you. You've got to resist that one. He's trying to destroy your home. He's trying to destroy your marriage. He's trying to, to, to steal your finances. You know, he comes to kill, steal, and to destroy. But you got to resist him. And then you got to know his promise. you got to know that the God of all grace, who hath called us unto eternal glory, verse 10, after you have suffered a while, I know that's tough because we don't want to suffer for a while. But after you've suffered a while, see, sometimes, you know, without suffering, sometimes we will never get to the place where we need to go. Paul said that I may know him in the power of his resurrection and in the fellowship of the suffering. Being made conformable to Him. See, we uh, one of our purposes for being on this earth is we are to become like Christ. Come on, I said we are to become like Him. And sometimes, you know, we sometimes uh, there are, you know, God will let you go through the fire. Why? Because there are some things that only fire can take care of. To burn away the impurities. Come on. If your life is going to be a vessel of honor. Come on. That is fit for the master's use. Sometimes you might have to experience some heat. So that God can prepare you and get you ready. To be the person. That he desires you to be. Some time ago. I taught you five prayers that everyone need to pray every day. They're short prayers. The first prayer you ought to pray is, Lord, slay me. Slay me. What that means is, Lord, there's a part of me, it's called the old man. Let that old man die. Why? Because there is a new man in Christ that needs to emerge and needs to be in the ascendancy in your life. Need to be rising up and keep that old man crucified. Lord, slay me. 
And then the second prayer is, Lord, cleanse me by your precious blood. Cleanse me by your precious blood. And the third prayer is, Lord, fill me with your Holy Spirit. Come on, we need to be Spirit-filled. And then fourth prayer, Lord, lead me by your Spirit. Fifth prayer is, Lord, simply use me. How many of you want God to use you today? Say amen. Yes, my brothers and sisters, sometimes there is suffering. But how many of you wouldn't mind a little bit of suffering if you know it will allow you to become more like Jesus? Come on, being made conformable to His Son. I mean, the real goal for us today is to seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. And then what? He said, in all these things shall what? Be added unto you. Now, you see, if you're here today and your goal is just to get those things. Oh, I I mean, you know, the devil might let you get them. But just about the time you get them, he'll rip them off from you. The Apostle Peter said, after you have suffered a while, he's going to... Listen, establish you. He's going to strengthen you. And he's going to settle you. So there you have it. That's the prerequisites. The prerequisites for spiritual warfare. Make Jesus Lord of your life today. Come on, if Jesus is not Lord of all in your life, come on. If Jesus is not the Lord of your life, I'm telling you still, you're an open target for the the enemy. Make Jesus Lord. Be planted in a local church. Get under a covering. Don't worry, but rather pray and cast all your cares on him. And then resist the enemy steadfastly in the faith. Come on. That is waking up every day with a warrior's mentality. Come on. You know, we need some mighty warriors in the house. Come on, we need some soldiers. Come on, we need some people who will stand up and rise up and say to the devil, enough is enough. Come on, I I need some people in Christian life, come on, to get a warrior's mentality and put your foot down. Come on, aren't you sick and tired of the devil ripping you off, discouraging you and depressing you? The time comes that you've got to put your foot down. You see, when I pray, and I pray that part of the Lord's Prayer that says, Thy kingdom come, and Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven, that's the part of the prayer where I put my foot down in prayer, and I say, today nobody but Jesus is going to rule my life. That's where I say no lust, no pride, no creed, no selfishness, no discouragement, no depression. Come on. Someone need to put your foot down and give depression and discouragement and eviction notice out of your life and say you got to go in the name of Jesus. You have to put your foot down. Come on, I'm telling you what, this is, this is no time to play church. 
This is no time, come on, just to be going through the motions of religion. Come on. The Bible says, this know also in the last days, perilous times, dangerous times shall come. And men are going to be lovers of their own selves, lovers of pleasure, more than lovers of God. And they're going to be unholy. And, and he said, they're going to have a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. I'm telling you what, I'm not going to deny the power because I believe in the power of Almighty God to save, to heal, and to deliver, and to protect, and to preserve God's people. So when I pray in this, in my, that part of the prayer, I'm putting my foot down, Richard, and I'm saying nobody but Jesus. I'm saying we're going to nobody but Jesus is going to rule in my life. Because you see, if I allowed, if I allowed it, lust will try to come into my life. Come on, if I allowed it, greed would try to come into my life. But you have to make a decision that Jesus must be the Lord of your life. And his kingdom must come in your life. And his will alone will be done in your life. And you're saying, nobody, nobody but Jesus. My God, I'm talking to someone here today that you need to put your foot down this week. You need to get up and, and you know, the Bible, you know, we used to sing a song, most of the battle is a made up mind. Come on, some of you are struggling right now with some decisions. You're struggling in your mind. Some of you are struggling with temptations. Come on, you're struggling and you don't know even, see, you've got to make up your mind even before you get out there this week that you're not going to put yourself in the position, come on, to be tempted of the devil. I wish you could put up James chapter 1 for me. James chapter 1. I, I, I'm not so interested right now in being homiletical. I, I, I'm interested in getting a word in your spirit that will help you this week to overcome the devil and to win and come on, to win the victory in your life. But I want somebody to look at this. James chapter 1. Go to verse 13. Go to verse 13. It said, it says there, let no man say when he is tempted, I am tempted of God. For God cannot be tempted with evil and neither tempteth he any man. But watch this verse. This is the one I'm, I'm, I'm come to for somebody. But every man is tempted when? When he is drawn away of his own lust and enticed watch this now and when lust hath conceived it bringeth forth sin and sin when it is finished bringeth forth death oh do not err my beloved brethren do not err I'm, I'm, I'm preaching today for souls I'm preaching for someone's deliverance I'm preaching for someone's protection and I'm saying, you see, you have to understand that lust is like this. It's like the bait has been cast over the side of the boat on the line. And the line is there. And the bait is there. And the fish is looking at the bait. And, and there, oh, that bait looks so good. Has to make a decision. He could swim away from that bait and go look for something around the quarrel. Or he could just... Bite the bait. The moment he takes the bait, that's lust. See, and it's there. And, and, and if you go for it, you've been caught. 
See, you've been caught. You get pulled in. The enemy is trying to pull some of you all in. I don't know why I'm preaching like this. But I'm telling you today, I'm just wanting somebody to be aware of how the enemy operates. Bringing temptation to you. Don't let the enemy defeat you this week. After you resist the enemy steadfastly in the faith. And again, that's waking up every day with a warrior's mentality. The final thing you got to do in that prerequisite, if you got you got to be willing to fight. Go through any suffering until you get to the place that you are established, strengthened, and settled in the Lord. Come on. I, I, I feel it today. There's still some struggling going on. In the heart of some people here, there's some struggling. It's like, you know, I say, I feel like Elijah today standing on Mount Carmel saying, why holds she between two opinions? You got to make up, you got to make up a, your mind about whom you're going to serve. I'm telling you, the devil is a hard taskmaster. You got to make up your mind that I will fight till I win. You get to the place where you're established, strengthened, settled in the Lord. And Paul got there. And he could finally say no to these things and move on. And at the end of his life, he could say, you know what? I've kept the faith. My God, I've finished the course. Psalms 1 has some answers for some here today. And it simply said, blessed, happy, fortunate. To be envied is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the ungodly. Come on. He does not stand in the path of sinners. He does not sit in the seat of the scornful. Did, did you get the words? Now, see, I, 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 know, I, I know from experience. I know from experience. I, I know what it is. To have a struggle. I, I'm a young person and I'm trying to live for God. And, and, and I've come to the altar and I've cried and I've said, Lord, save me. And then I get out there the next week and I, I, I see the problems that I've had and the areas in which I've had problems. And, and you know, I'm staying clear of those areas. But after a while, I find myself walking. See, that's, that's, that's where it be. You're walking in the council, and people are telling you, you know, I, I can't believe, girl, you never had a man yet. Hello? I, I, I can't believe that you haven't tried a little smoke yet. I, I can't believe. See, and that's, that's the council of the ungodly. You have to watch the council you get around. Uh, because the next thing after walking in the council of the ungodly, guess what? You're going to stand. Yeah, you're going to stand. I, I, I know what I'm talking about. I remember I used to, you know, just walk around them for a while. You see, I wasn't going back yet. But then the day comes, I find myself standing up right there in the midst of them. See, that's the progress. That's, that's the way. A person does never backslide overnight. It's like creeping paralysis. It creeps upon one steadily and, and, until all of a sudden, you know, 
they're right back to where they was. Walking, standing. And after you've walked and you've stood, then the next thing you'll find yourself doing is sitting. Sitting right there in the seat of the scornful. You won't be blessed. I said you won't be blessed. If you walk, come on in the counsel of the ungodly, you stand in the path of sinners, then you sit in the seat of the scornful. Let me help some of of you church people. You know the scornful are, are those critical, negative people. That's all they do. They are murmurous and complainers. Come on, you better watch out. That spirit will get right onto you. You better watch out who you associate with. Your association will determine your location. So you got to watch out who you're hanging with because, come on, everybody carries a spirit. Come on, I want to be around people who've got a, 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 a warrior spirit, people who are praying, people who are praising God. Come on, I, I don't mind someone who, you know, who gets a little strange in your sight by shouting or even running around praising God. Amen. I'd rather be around some of those people than, than some of those people who you don't hear much from except outside when they want to get in a little huddle and gossip. And I, I know that's not in the message, so let, let, me, let me move. Now, you need to know there are several things the devil cannot do. I'm going to share them with you before we go home. The first thing. The devil cannot do is he cannot penetrate the blood of Jesus Christ. My God, I want to tell you there is a power, there is a force that is available to every child of God in the blood of Jesus. It was the blood of Jesus that broke the powers of hell, destroyed the powers of the devil. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifest that he might destroy the works of the devil. This message right here is first seen all the way back in the first Passover. Even as it relates to the Lord's Supper, it first started in Exodus 12. And the blood was shed. And the death angel is about to go across the land of Egypt. But all I want to tell you, every place that the blood was placed, every door the blood was placed on, guess what? The death angel could not stop. Because God said, when I see the blood, I will pass over you. Now, I want to tell somebody here today, I'm not preaching about the blood today, but I want to tell you, you better be covered by the blood of Jesus. You need to apply the blood of Jesus. Amen. When I, when I start in prayer and I say, Father, in the name of Jesus, I plead the blood of Jesus over my life today. Come on. I plead the blood of Jesus over my life. I plead the blood of Jesus. And I'm stretching it toward my wife. And I said, Lord, I plead the blood of Jesus over my wife right now. I cover her by the blood. I plead the blood of Jesus over my daughters, Jennifer, Jessica, and Tiffany. I plead the blood of Jesus. Now, Lord, I plead the blood of Jesus over the members of Christian Life Church. I plead the blood of Jesus over every family of Christian life, every member, every friend, every follower. I'm pleading the blood. God, I'm praying a God hedge of protection to be around them today. 
Why would I do that? Because I want to tell you the devil, he cannot. First of all, I, I want to, I, I must submit this to you. I could pray and plead the blood of Jesus for you, but I want to tell you, you still have your part to play. You still must be submitted to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. You must humble yourself. I tell you, I see so many people, they are in such pride and in such arrogance. I have to remind you that pride always goes before before fall and a haughty spirit before destruction. You better humble yourself. You better humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. Know that you're under the blood. Revelations 12, verse 10 says, They overcame him. Who? The accuser. The devil. How? By the blood of the Lamb. By the word of their testimony. Now I'm going to move quickly. The second thing. The devil cannot do is he cannot harm you if you've made Jesus the Lord of your life, if you have covered yourself by the blood of Jesus, and if you have put on the whole armor of God. Are you listening? Touch your neighbor and say, He, he, he may be speaking to you right now. Just touch somebody. The Word of God tells us that we are to put on the whole armor of God, that we will be able to stand against the vials of the devil. Now let me share with you, the inference is this. If you don't put on the whole armor of God, you will be defeated by the enemy. I want to exhort you very much right now that you don't be casual about this matter. I, I mean, no more would you come out on a Sunday morning and come to church and not have put on your clothes for this Sunday morning. No more would you, come on, get out tomorrow, getting ready for work. No more would you leave the house and accept that you have gotten on your proper attire for the day. Well, no more should we leave our house without putting on the spiritual armor, the armor of God, and get fully clothed with the armor of God. You need to make sure that your loins are girt about with truth. Come on, you need to make sure you have put on the breastplate of righteousness. Your feet are shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. And above all, taking the shield of faith. Whereby you can quench every fiery dart of the wicked. And then you take the helmet of salvation. You pull down the helmet of salvation. And then you take the sword of the Spirit. Come on. The sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. You ought to have the Word of God in your mouth all day long. Come on, just standing. Come on, standing then against the powers of darkness. You're fully clothed in the armor of God. Come on. And by the way, when you put on the armor of God, you're doing nothing more than putting on Christ. Because every single part of the armor 
represents Jesus. So when you put on the breastplate of righteousness, come on, who is our righteousness? You have on the belt of truth, who is our truth? Jesus, Jesus. I, I, I'm, I just say, Lord, I'm putting you on today. I promise you, I was doing this at 5.30 this morning, putting on the whole armor of God. Before I got up to finish getting ready for the message and praying, I'm putting on the whole armor of God. I, I'm not just preaching a sermon. I'm telling you what I do. I fully expect that I'm going to be walking in victory this week. I fully expect that I can walk around as the head and not the tail. And I will be above only and not beneath. And that I will be more than a conqueror through Jesus Christ. That I will stand against the vials of the devil. Now listen, honey, I'm not, if you think I'm being cocky, I'm not being cocky. Listen, I'm not, I, I, I am, I am very serious about this because I know we face a real enemy. Come on, we have a real devil out there. And I don't take lightly how I handle him. I, I remember, I might have told you this, that Moses did not even bring a railing accusation. I, I get concerned sometimes, you know, when I hear ministers of the gospel, you know, the way they talk. You know, I, I, I would be very careful. Know that you're under the lordship of Jesus. Come on, know that Jesus is Lord. That you're in, you're walking in humility, not in pride. Come on, and you, you made a decision to cast all of your cares on Him. Why is that important? Because one of the weapons of the devil is he's trying to bring the cares of this life on you. Because he's trying to take some of you out with a heart attack. That's right, he's trying to put the cares of this life to get you stressed out. My God. Is this okay? You want me to preach the word? And I'm just telling you that there is an enemy. And I'm just telling you that we don't need to fear him. I said we don't need to fear him. Put on the whole armor of God. And then I like what Paul says when he said, you put on the whole armor. He said, now, after you've done all of that, then he said, praying always. My God, praying always. Jesus said in Luke 18, 1, that men ought always to pray and never faint and never give up. Somebody needs to put your foot down today. So that... You don't have to be bothered with fear. See, God has not given you a spirit of fear, but the spirit of power and love and of a sound mind. You just say, fear will not rule my life this week because I, I, I'm taking the preparation of the gospel of peace. Doubt will not rule my life this week. Why? Because I'm going to take the shield of faith. Imaginations will not rule me this week because I'm putting on the helmet of salvation. Come on, I'll be able to deal with the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye, and the pride of life. That when the enemy attacks my mind, I just speak the word of God. Speak, speak, get the sword of the Spirit in your mouth. Did you know that every time that the devil came against Jesus, 
He presented him with a temptation. Every temptation, Jesus always responded with, It is written. It is written. Turn the stone into bread. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Now here's what's so powerful right there. Is the word of God right there? It is the same word for the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. It's the rhema. It's not graphe, the written. It's not just logos. Come on. But it is the it is the rhema word. The rhema word is a word in your mouth. It is a word that you're speaking. So when the devil is coming against you, you just get the rhema word in your mouth and begin to speak the word. Every time he came, it is written. Just check it out. It's the preceding word. We, we need to live by every word that is proceeding out of the mouth of God. You know that the Bible says in Romans 10, 17, so then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the... What do you think that is? It, there it is again. It's the rhema. Faith cometh by hearing the word. You can't hear the word unless it's spoken. So when the enemy attacks, if you don't know what else to say, you, you, you could just say, Lord, I know I'm covered by the blood. And no matter what happens today, I know that all things are working together for good because I, I love you and I'm called according to your purpose. And I want to tell you that there will be nothing that will come your way except that God in his omniscience and divine providence permits it to come because he is going to work it together for your good. The third thing that Satan cannot do is Satan cannot read your mind. Now I want to make a declaration today about our God. Our God and the devil are not on equal planes trying to fight this deal out. Some people try to put that created being, Lucifer, on, on, on the realm of God. But only God is omniscient. The devil is not omniscient. He does not know everything. Only our God is omnipotent. Only God is all-powerful. Our God is omnipresent. The devil is not omnipresent. I, I can't... I, I, it blows my mind that, that people talk about the devil as if he's omnipresent. Now, I, I, I will acknowledge he has a pretty good network of demons. A third of the angels went with him and they're still active. Some of them now, they are ranking demons, principalities, powers... Rulers of the darkness of this world, if you will study them out, you'll be, you'll be amazed to know the words. The last one, pneumaticos, spiritual wickedness. Anyone know what the, the, the connected word is? It's the same word for pornograph. Spiritual wickedness. Pneumaticos, 
Maria. The devil is not omniscient. He's not omnipresent. The enemy can only operate in the parameters in which we give him space to operate. The devil can only operate where we give him space and place. That's why Paul writing to the Ephesians in Ephesians 4.27, he said, and neither give place to the devil. He said, don't give him any place. See, the word for place is the Greek word topos. And that's the word that place. It's like this. You've set a table. And, and, and you've got everyone that you want to sit there. But then here is this next place. It's a place. A place you set. And some people are setting a place for the devil. And it is a place from which he can strike you from. That's, that's the word place. That's the picture. You're giving him a place where he could just right there and at the right strategic moment, he strikes you. Anybody getting it in this? I just love the way you're listening today. Because I'm, I'm trying to teach you something that will prepare you and prepare us as a church. Because where we're going as a church, come on, we're going to have to be awfully strong. We have to be mighty warriors. Come on. We are moving in that level of maturation now that we've got to be those uh, mature sons of God of Romans 8. The whole of creation is in travail waiting for the manifestation. Come on, not the little napiosis going around here acting like babies. Come on, been saved for 20 years, but still acting like babies. Been saved for 25 years, but still got a spiritual pacifier in their mouth. I don't know what happened to some people. It seems like they got it fixated at a toddler level in their spiritual experience. But I'm saying it's time to rise up and move on. Come on. Uh, we're interested in your spiritual growth and development here. It's our number one goal is that people move on to spiritual maturity. Are you with me? Touch your neighbor. The one, I, I mean the one who is about to go to sleep. Just touch them. Just touch them. Say, don't go to sleep yet. Say, pastor's about to let us go. <laughs> He's about to let us go. Don't give place to the devil in your mind, in your home. Don't give him any place in your marriage, in your finances. I want to say something very directly to you today. Satan cannot read your mind. But listen to me. He can't read your mind, so you better watch your mouth. I'm going to say that again. Satan cannot read your mind, so you better watch your mouth. There is a reason the Bible says, by him, therefore, Hebrews 13, 15, let us offer the sacrifices of praise unto God continually. Everybody say continually. I, I, I mean, continually, that, that must mean all the time. S say that must mean all the time. Philippians 4 and 4, Paul said, rejoice in the Lord always say that must mean all the time 
Psalms 34, David said, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. That sounds like all the time. Now, we're not told in this scripture, anywhere in the Word of God, that we're to go around, you know, acting like some fruitcake Christians. But God wants us to walk in continuous praise and with a continual attitude, come on, of gratitude because God knows and the devil knows that the spirit realm is operated by words. Let me share you this in a positive vein first. Remember Romans 10, verse 9? If thou shalt confess with thy mouth and believe in thine heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. In other words, what you believe in your heart and confess out of your mouth becomes a reality in your life. Now right there, I'm not just talking about a biblical confession, but I'm I'm talking about not just any type of confession, but a confession that is based on the Word of God. In the other arena, in the negative arena, if you believe in your heart, And confess with your mouth that which is not true. That which tears down. Listen, the Bible says, let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth. But that which is good. And that which is good to the use of the building up of people. That it may minister grace to the hearers. The reason for that is simple. God's angelic host is on one side. And the demonic host is on the other side. And whatever you speak is going to determine who you're going to activate. If you start speaking the word of God, then listen, are they not ministering spirits that are sent forth to minister for those that shall be heirs of salvation? So when you start speaking the word of God, come on, then the, the angelic host of God, they can go on assignment and minister and gather and bring into you what you need. But on the other side, if you start speaking negative words, you can start activating the demons of 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 hell you can start activating demonic forces because they both sides operate on words now I, i'm not telling you something that i'm just making up a witch that got converted gave her own testimony she said the way we operate and the way we uh, would operate is that we would speak words And the words that we speak, we can speak a word and a bird could fall out of the sky and drop dead. Oh, I'm so thankful for Isaiah 54 and 17. That no weapon that is formed against me 
shall prosper. And every tongue that rises up in judgment, I shall condemn. For this is the heritage of the servants of the Lord. And the righteousness is of me, says the Lord. My God, I'm so glad for that today. I said, I'm so glad today that no weapon. It didn't say that no weapon will be formed. I promise you that weapons are being formed at you. And weapons are being formed at me. But I stand here in the authority of that name that is above every name. And I tell you today that even if the weapons are formed, not one of them is going to prosper. Because I decree and declare that every negative word that is spoken, I condemn and cancel and declare it as null and void. In the name of Jesus. My God, I feel, I feel the power of God. I'm just telling you there is a name. Oh, there's a name. There's some other things the devil cannot do. But in all respect to those children's church workers, it's not easy over there, I know. But I'll tell you at least one more thing he cannot do. He cannot prevail. He cannot stop a prevailing church. Come on, Jesus said, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Now listen, if we decide at Christian Life Church not to fulfill our destiny and not to fulfill our purpose, if we decide that we're not going to be a praying church, if we're not going to be a church that gives expression to praise and worship, if we're not going to be a church that is going to march through the land and take authority and be praying. Come on. I, I'm talking about a church today. I, I'm not talking about this building. I believe we have a church here and that church is about to exit out of the walls of a building. But when you leave out of this wall, you're going forth as the light of the world and the salt of the earth. And you are going to let your light shine this week so that men may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. I'm not finished, but I'm quitting. The devil cannot stop the church. Now, I want to just say this. The church, the body of Christ. Because there are local churches over the years that have made a decision that they would not stand for truth. They would not preach the word uncompromisingly and they would not stand for righteousness and some of them churches have just gone down until some of those churches have shut their doors I heard an astounding statistic recently of the number of churches that are closing their doors you know one of the fastest closing churches right now is those churches who decided to take out all of the songs out of their hymnals that had to do with the blood of Jesus. Now, you understand this. The Bible says that the life is in the blood. And so the moment you take the life out of anything, it's, it's going to die. And the moment they started stop singing about the blood, and they wouldn't preach no more about the blood because they said, oh, no, that's not, that is not, I, I don't know the word they'd use, but it's not very kosher, I guess. Because, you see, when you talk about the blood, 
you're talking about a slaughterhouse religion. But I want to tell you, had it not been for the blood, my God, I wouldn't be here today. Had it not been for the blood, had it not been for the Lord's mercies, my God, let, let, let the house of Israel now say that His mercy endureth forever. I said, let the house of David now say that His mercy endureth forever. I said, let the house of Christian Life Church now say that His mercy endureth forever. I thank God for His mercy. Oh, I thank God for His mercy. My God, had it not been for His mercy, had it not, I think we ought to stand up on our feet and start thanking God today for His mercy. Come on, start thanking Him for His mercy. Start thanking Him for His grace. Come on, start giving Him praise. Come on, let the high praises of God be in their mouth. I'm a sharp directed sword. Come on, that we should find those demonic spirits. Hallelujah. Jesus. Someone just said, Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. My God. Can I tell you one more thing before you leave? Just one more thing. The devil can't do. The devil cannot stop your mountain from moving. When you sow your seed of faith, when you sow your seed and you speak to your mountain, my God, the devil cannot stop that mountain from moving. I don't know what the mountain is that is in your life, that thing between you and God's provision and God's destiny for you. But I want to tell you, whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed and cast into the sea and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he saith. He shall have whatsoever he saith. So find out what God said about you in His Word and you start saying it about yourself. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Someone say praise the Lord. I want everybody to do something with me today. I want everybody in this building, if you would just start making some declarations over your life. First of all, be sure today, don't leave here unless you know that Jesus is Lord of your life. Come on, if thou shalt confess with thy mouth, Jesus is Lord. Believe that he died and that he rose again. You shall be saved. If you need to be saved today, just say thank you, Lord Jesus, for dying on the cross. I believe that you died, that you rose again. And I confess Jesus is Lord of my life. Secondly, I want to encourage people here today that have not yet humbled yourself under the mighty hand of God just say Lord today forgive me for my pride today I want to humble myself under your mighty hand I humble myself and Lord today I cast all of my cares upon you come on you were not designed to carry those cares but you are to cast them he said, casting all of your cares upon me. So just make a decision today. I cast all of my cares. Go ahead and do it. Just see yourself casting cares on him. Come on, those things that have been 
weighing you down those cares that have been stealing your peace even bothering your sleep at night say Lord today I want to release them to you I'm turning them over to you today in the name of Jesus and I make a decision Lord this week that I will resist the devil I will not yield to temptation I will put down my foot this week and say nobody but Jesus in fact someone just say this with me right now nobody but Jesus Lord, your kingdom come. Your will be done in my life today. Come thy kingdom. Be done thy will. Nobody but Jesus will rule my life. No lust, no pride, no greed, no selfishness, no discouragement, no depression. I renounce it out of my life. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Now someone just start giving God some praise. Come on, just give Him praise. Hallelujah. Lord, I give you praise. I give you honor. I give you glory. For I'm more than a conqueror through Jesus Christ. I'm more than a conqueror. You make a decision this week from Ephesians chapter 6 that you will put on the whole armor of God. You will make a decision this week that my loins are girt about with truth and you can just declare, Jesus, you are my truth. Because when you say, Jesus, you are my truth, look, that confession is you're putting on Christ. The word says, put on Christ. I take the breastplate of righteousness. Jesus, you are my righteousness. My feet are shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Jesus, you are my peace. And above all, I take the shield of faith. Come on. Someone just hold up the shield of faith like this. Just hold up the shield of faith. Just say, with my shield of faith, I quench every fiery dart. Every fiery dart of the wicked. It will not penetrate my armor. Thank you, Lord. I put on the helmet of salvation. Jesus, you are my salvation. Someone just say this with me. I am saved. I am healed. I am delivered. I am protected. I am preserved. I am made whole. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Glory to God. 